You're listening to Take a Look with Brooke, Episode 3. We're all walking home. We're not there yet, but we're finding our way back. It's a long run and we've got a long view. But when we fix our eyes on God, we're not going to quit. He is the surest and safest way. So let's take a look at our faith and the way forward. Together, we'll see that it's worth it. Welcome back. I want to give a special thanks to the Grey Havens and their music. This podcast would not be complete without them. Last week, we learned about the people who were known for their faith and how we can learn from their example. But just as important is the next verse. So I want to begin today by reading Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 over us and for us. Take it as a blessing. Today, I just want to break down this truth for us. Here it is. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Therefore, do you remember those pesky proofs in school, the if this, then that statements? Whenever we see a therefore in the Bible, I've learned that we can ask, what is the therefore, therefore? And so in this case, we can say because of everything in chapter 11, and because faith anticipates, acts, and perseveres, and because we have a large cloud of witnesses, all these people. That great cloud of witnesses is made up of both men and women who we talked about in the previous episode. It's made up of all the believers before us, those who have completed the earthly race. They succeeded against all the odds and finished their earthly assignments because they trusted in God's power to carry them through. They fixed their eyes on Him and His faithfulness more than the obstacles they encountered. They faced attacks of fear and discouragement, even persecution, but they pressed on to victory. Here's what gets me, though. Everything that they had hoped for or hoped they might see come to fruition in their lifetime, they trusted that even if they didn't, God would still be faithful to his promises and that it would come to fruition for their children and their children's children. That God would bless the generations. I just think that is so beautiful. The effort we make now may not be for us, but for the generations to come, for my daughters and their daughters. Can you imagine? That's got to be worth it. Therefore, because these people have shown us what faith looks like, let us. Now it's our turn. This is so encouraging to me, and I want it to be encouraging for you too. There is a legacy of those who kept the faith. Now it's our turn, us, you, me, our families, our sons and daughters. It's up to us now to carry on in the faith. It's wonderful what they did, but now we get to. 
And what might your story read? What story and legacy of faith will they tell of us? How we stayed steadfast in our marriages. How we endured all manner of geopolitical situations, wars, and trials. How we loved our children and cared for our neighbors. How we handled the mundane and the day-to-day. It all matters. Think about it this way, too. At the end of your life, or even right now, what would your story read? By faith, Brooke. By faith. Put your name in there and finish the sentence. The author of this letter is like, hey, they ran well. We can too. And we're called to run. We're being handed the baton, and it's our turn. And so we're not only going to run, but we're going to run with endurance. And we're going to run the race set before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, fixing our eyes on the one who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And we want to run well, right? We want to study pace. We want to be in step with him, abide with him, keep up with him. And so we are told to lay aside, lay aside the things we know that trip us up. This could be good things or bad things, big or small. In my life, I can get distracted or careless with my time. I can get focused on the wrong priority, even though I have good intentions or mean well. For you, it may be your kids or activities or travel or movies and TV shows. We're all called to lay aside the things that can trip us up, the things that might get in the way, the things that weigh us down. We've got to throw it off so we can run free, so we can walk with a lightness to our step. And then we're also called to lay aside the sinful things, the things that we know to be wrong. Our faith should be strong enough to change the way we act. Ultimately, we want to lay aside anything that's going to come between God's fullness in our life. We want to walk in all he has for us. For a decade, I have been preaching to myself and my readers, learn in between, and there is joy in the effort. There is joy set before you. And this doesn't mean that we're expected to smile while facing hard times. It's instead having a heart that's postured in such a way that it measures a challenge as being a joyful thing because it means the Lord is faithfully executing the work of growing you in maturity and steadfastness. That's part of the walk and we accept it. That was a lot. So I'll put it this way too. In short, We can count it all joy because God is good. There's joy in the effort because there's joy in him. Today, may you believe this to be true. And we are called to be steadfast because God is steadfast. In the midst of trials, we can faithfully endure because God is faithfully committed to finishing the work he started. We have faith because he is faithful. Our faith is a derivative of his character and a promise of a future. This race is our life. It's a metaphor. It's equated to that of a marathon. And so we're called to stay the course and remain faithful to the end. When it comes to a marathon, it's beneficial to train. And if you know me, you know I enjoy fitness and a good workout and strengthening and lifting free weights. But my husband loves to run. He ran cross country and track in high school. Every practice, he trained. Here's what I'm getting at. What I've learned is there's a difference between trying and training. 
Trying is good, and I can appreciate it. But trying doesn't matter a whole lot. You got to train. Training requires those incremental steps. You walk, then you run a mile, then you pick up multiple days, then you're going longer distances or you're getting faster times, but you keep showing up. And until one day you look back and you see how far you've come. This question was posed to me once, and it took a minute for me to respond, but here's what I remember. If you're still wondering what it looks like for you to have faith or run your race, ask yourself this question. What are you doing or what's happening in your life right now that requires God to show up or you're going to fall on your face? Is it a relationship, parenting, your marriage, work, your health, family? Whatever it is, whatever comes to mind, that's your thing. That's what you get to trust God with. This is not a call to see where God is testing you. We can check out Jesus in the wilderness another time. But what faith is all about is dependence on God as you carry out the work he's called you to. We can't see the end of the road, but he does give us the next step. And so we can consider how we might anticipate a better day and move through what we're facing to make it pass. This week, if you look at one thing, will you look at God's word? Open up the good book and read it. Fix your eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. To know our faith, we've got to know the heart of God. And if we want to know the heart of God, we've got to read his word. I've got three options for you a little something for everyone. Take your pick and tell me what you choose. Or better, tell me what you learn. The first option, if it's been a long while since you have opened the Bible, read the book of John. It tells the story of Jesus, the life he lived, what he did. It will only take you about two hours. So maybe give yourself 20 minutes a day for seven days and you'll have completed it. Option two, if you're willing to go a little deeper and you want to read more about the definition of faith, the stories of people who lived by faith. If you want to learn about placing your hope in Christ alone and learning how God provided something better for us, read Hebrews this week. It will take you approximately 45 minutes. Maybe print out a copy of the text so you can write your thoughts down or any questions you have next to it. And the last option, If you want to learn how to see challenges as not the absence of God, but opportunities to grow, practical ways faith proves itself to be genuine, read James. It will take you at most 20 minutes. And at that rate, you could read it seven times this week. Pick a verse to write down or commit to memory and maybe make the effort towards it with God. Here's your kind reminder to stop making excuses. We can read the Bible if we want to read it. We just have to make the time. I want to leave you with these words from Paul. He spoke them at the end of his life. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. May it be so of us. Thank you for listening to episode three. I really hope today encouraged you to consider your legacy of faith. What might your story read? 
Or what's that one thing in your life that requires you to be full of faith? All the resources and links from today's episode can be found in today's show notes at brookwegan.com. If you'd like to receive a monthly email note from me, I share thoughtful notes, encouragement, and a personal update once a month. Be sure to subscribe on my website as well. And lastly, I created a faith playlist on Spotify for us. Search Brook Weekend and you'll see it there. It's comprised of the songs that point me towards heaven and remind me to, you guessed it, keep the faith. I hope you enjoy, and if there are any songs you'd like to see added, let me know. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week. Onward.